You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are very welcome. I am Ahanu, and this is my lovely Angel Rose. And Angel Rose is afraid today because some of the questions that are coming up, she she's uh, she she feels she's going to be stretched. But I don't believe it for a second. She's the one to answer these questions in the group Akashic Records. Yeah, she's sessions. telling the story. Like he went on all morning about all these speculations about this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, and I think this is true, and I think that is true, and you know, oh, I have to ask this, and I have to ask that. So, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Here I thought it was going to be a nice leisurely day, you guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's going to text my brain. Well, I won't. Nothing is beyond Angel Rose answering, so we will have fun with this today. So. Let me give you a little bit of background because not everybody will be aware of what happens and what we do. So this, this, these group Akashic Record sessions began for us round about the time of 2012, just before, where everybody was concerned about what was going on in the world, and but 2012 particularly. And so it, people found it very helpful because we were getting these answers from source. Angel Rose would go into the Akashic Records, and I'll explain that in a second. And the answers people found very, very helpful. It helped to remove the fear around what was going on. And that's what we have achieved every time we've done the group Akashic Records ever since. And we've done a lot of them. In fact, so many that a lot of the information from these group sessions, we were able to put into Angel Rose's 100 books of answers from the Akashic Records. And, and out of those, we were able to extrapolate like 4,000 profound statements. So there's a lot of knowledge that we've been able to glean from these sessions. And we will get a lot of knowledge out of today as well. So that's been the beginning of it. Another thing that's important to know is that Angel Rose is not in a trance when she does this. Um, uh, Marie is with us today and she'll know now because she's taking our, our Akashic records, how to read the Akashic records. and. People are not in a trance when you're reading the Akashic Records and neither is she handing her power away to any entities or, 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 or she's not channeling either. She is in a space where she is speaking directly with source and that's how come we trust our source. Now she starts by saying a prayer out loud and then she'll say a prayer silently to herself twice. The session is being recorded. We will send it to everybody. And that does bring us to the questions that we're going to cover today. So let me give you some idea. The first one is going to be about the state of the world. We're going to ask about Elon Musk. And we're also going to ask what Source's opinion is about the fifth dimension and Source's opinion about abortion. So that's more or less it. We did have a pile more. But we also know how to judge our time and we may not be able to fit anything in and we don't want to disappoint anybody. But if you do have questions and we don't have time for them today, let's say, we will carry them forward and ask them in our next session. But so, we're going to do a round robin type of thing. Yes. Yeah. So everybody will have the opportunity to ask their questions. So let us begin.
All right, Marie, do you have any questions? Uh, yes, I did have one. What I was wondering was, okay, we're all evolving here. And I've heard through other people that uh, the, the fifth dimension, you can only get into it if your frequency is high enough. And I've also heard, I'm not sure if it's true or not, though. I've also heard that there's all kinds of beings like the reptilians in the fifth dimension. But how are they allowed into the fifth dimension? So source is saying that there's hundreds of dimensions in the universe. So we have to look at the fifth dimension as we're still only at level five. Okay, so in other words, if there's hundreds of dimensions and that's the fifth dimension, we're still we're still at a relatively low frequency band compared to where we can go as species. Okay, so that's the first thing it wants to put that in perspective and saying, you know, you're not going to this glorious heaven, okay, type of frequency because the fifth dimension is still only one step above the astral plane. Okay, first of all. Now, when they say that your frequency is not high enough to get in there, he's saying that many people float in and out of the fifth dimension all the time. So that's not really true, that you have to be a really high frequency. It is true that the higher you go in dimensions, the more loving it gets. So in that context, I'd say that evolving into higher dimensions is probably more of a requirement to make sure that you've purified and are, have become a more loving being. Okay, so, but right now I think you're going to have both types of people entering the fifth because we're already dipping in and out of it right now, currently in our world. And we still have a lot of awakening to happen. As far as the reptilians, you know, I don't know where you heard that, but I had heard that they had left the planet. Okay, so let's check just a second. But you would consider reptilians, you know, at, at a low level frequency because they are reptilians, right? And we know that they're intentions are not always honorable so but there are some that have asked to be resurrected okay and so there are some species of reptilians that are on their way to evolution as opposed to de-evolution but what i'm seeing really about the fifth dimension is we're we're floating in and out of it all the time and we got a long way to go yet not not so much to get into the fifth, but to get into the higher dimensions where everything is more loving, which is what I think a lot of us envision when we talk about the fifth dimension is it's going to be this dimension that's very loving and cooperative. But what Source is saying is, is yes, there are portions of it that are like that, but there's others that are just a step above the astral. So, so we're kind of dipping in and out. So did that answer your question? Yes, it did. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I forgot that there's each dimension, too. There's different levels to it about that. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There was, if I could add to that, 
Angel Rose, uh, many years ago, was asked about the other dimensions. Um, and I think the question was relating to infinity, possibly. And she said that it was composed of eyes. Can you remember what that was about? Oh, that's when I tried to get back to God. Remember how oh, I was yeah, trying that's to... What it was. That was a whole different thing. It wasn't about dimensions. We were trying to locate the origin of God. That's right. And I was in this tunnel of light, and I kept going back and back and back, and I couldn't find the source. It's like as if it kept going forever. Right. And yeah. finally, I just arrived at this place where there were like just billions of eyes. So that's what I felt source was basically saying, that it was composed of billions of eyes. Well, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because that's what I saw in relation to your question, Marie was I saw not billions of eyes, but I saw several eyes. Like in the fifth dimension, there were several eyes. And that would perhaps lead me to understand that there might be more eyes the f into the, as we increase in frequency with the higher dimensions. But the eyes were interesting because we were talking about the physical eyes as we know it. So it's like as if these eyes are, are there. But also, they equate to the I as in the letter I, uh, meaning like me you i and in that way i felt that we were moving into instead of the individualized i here in the third dimension it's like we were moving into a more kind of a cosmic i or more universal i that's i'm just speculating i'm kind of thinking that's what maybe i'm seeing well here's a little example before we go to the next question i think i mentioned this in one of my other classes that probably about three weeks ago we both woke up and we both felt something had shifted in the outside because it was seemed a lot lighter so we were running errands that day and sure enough like let's just say i could see parts of sodona had moved into the fifth dimension because of what was happening energetically but we ended up stopping at the grocery store and um and this little tree parked in front of us was just as happy as a clam and it was you know, had was shifted into the fifth dimension, but and then at the same time, this guy comes walking, walking in front of us, going into the store, and he's on his cell phone, and he's swearing like a you know what, and he's like, "This one needs to stop doing this," and "Mother f this," "Mother f that," and I chuckled to myself, and I thought, "Well, not everything's moved into the fifth dimension," right. but so that's kind of an example that you can have some parts of this be into a, into another dimension where it's much more friendly and happy and then at the same time you still got other people who aren't haven't changed at all and they can coincide with each other so it's just an interesting example okay so who's next gary did you find your paper or no i have her question okay yeah so let me go ahead and i'll ask it for you terry thank you what does spirit say about women and doctors aborting a fetus? I have heard that a soul does not enter the fetus until three months after conception. So if there's no soul in the fetus until three months, it cannot be considered killing a baby. So what does spirit say? At what time does a soul enter the fetus? At conception, two months, three months, eight months? And part two of that is if there is a soul in the fetus making it a baby and it is then aborted could be could it be sold contracts in play 
Which one do you want to ask first? There's a bunch of questions in there. Yeah. So what does, well, let's ask first of all, what does source say about abortion? And the reason why I'm asking that question first is because very often, and it's no harm for you to know this, very often when we ask questions in the Akashic Records, just like this, source will answer a question that collapses all the lower questions beneath it. So be prepared that that might happen. So let's ask what is source's opinion of abortion? Well, it's kind of a strange answer. Because what sources base when I say ask source what's his opinion of abortion, it basically says in its world abortion doesn't exist. Right. Okay, so I think what that means is that life is eternal at the level of source. So things that happen here don't register there. Yeah, funny, I got something very similar, uh, just not to cut across you too much, but uh, I saw it as like a video that abortions here at this level of our understanding it's like watching a video and we know that a video is not always representative or a movie is not always representative of reality so that's the way i perceived it but we had asked this question years ago terry and source at that time said to us that all life is conscious it doesn't matter if a soul has entered or not that once conception happens and those cells are begin forming life it's alive. It, it's an alive being. It's a it's a conscious being. So, really, it didn't really say that a oh, soul has to enter for something to be alive. But let me go ahead and go further with that question. But at the level of source, nothing has happened. Okay. You want the next part of that question? Yes. Please. Uh, it was if there's a soul in the fetus. Oh, when does the soul enter in? Yeah. At what, yeah, when does the soul enter the fetus? At conception, two months, three months, eight months. Okay, so it says first we have to realize that a soul picks the body that it's going to be born into. Okay, so while its body is being prepared for it, or, you know, it can go off and do other things in spirit while it's waiting for that to be ready. So it may not enter in until it's born or um, shortly thereafter. So it, sometimes it comes in right away because it wants to be part of the experience of feeling itself being formed. Other times it, it may wait, but there is no set time for it to come in, although it will come in by the time it's born. But you could say that it oversees its own creation, its own physical creation, because it had chosen those parents in that situation to be born into. Okay, so next part now. The next part is, if there is a soul in the fetus making it a baby and it is then aborted, could it be soul contracts in play? You know, it can be. It can be karmic stuff. It can be soul contracts. But I think the most important message I'm getting from source is that it can be all of those things. But we need to we need to realize that all life is conscious. It doesn't matter if it's a cell or a stone or a leaf. That it's all conscious, and we need to evolve. Speaking of dimensions in terms of our advancement. We need to evolve to a place 
where we view all life as sacred. Okay, just in general, because then we this whole issue wouldn't be happening if we were at that level where we honored all life. We'd never think about aborting a, a life form. I mean, there'd be forgiveness in play, which erases all karma. Next question, we will move on to uh, Francis. Okay, um, yeah, I had the same question as Marie, so I'll go to another question. Um, I thought all souls after death would remember, would remember they are back to the source. So why do they linger on earth? Not all, you know, some. Like, what do you mean, why do they linger on earth? Why do they come back again? Yeah. Well, they're like ghosts and they don't go back oh, to oh, where they... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll use the example of a friend of ours who had had, I think, three or four near-death experiences. And when he was out of his body, he saw the tunnel of light. And I think three... Three, three of those times he chose not to go toward it. And the reason he didn't was because he was afraid of God's judgment. Okay, so I think some souls are not ready to leave the earth and they hang around their families and they want to still see what's going on. Some can't accept the fact that they died. So they'll hang around because of that. Some hang around because they, they died under the influence of drugs or even under like anesthesia in the hospital and they haven't quite come out of that state of being. So they not, they don't have the ability to move on further. But I think, yeah, there's all varieties of people and some just can't accept the fact that they're gone. You know, others are in fear of what's gonna happen and some try to get back. So I think there's a lot of reasons some as we know, we've heard of ghosts who haunt houses and things like that. That would be an example of a place that they may have lived that they weren't ready to leave. So I think until you actually, you know, go through that tunnel of light and are headed up towards source, you're just in this kind of an astral place that has to do a lot to do with your state of mind when you leave. Does that answer okay. it for you? Yeah. Thank you. Go ahead, Shirley. Okay. Um, why are we here again? <laughs> why are we here? You mean on Earth? Why are we here? What's the story? I mean, why did we all come back? Yeah. I, yeah. I've heard so many versions, and I wanted to hear this version. Okay, well, the first thing Source is saying is because you still haven't evolved to your liberation yet. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the first thing. Okay. So you keep coming back because you're, you're, you're here to master every dimension. Okay, and every dimension has varying, various levels in it and various experiences because we're on this evolutionary journey of advancement. And if you can consider that source is everything that is and the all that is, we're not anywhere near the knowledge of that, if you know what I mean, okay? So in, in, in each lifetime, you come back really because you have 
you have a plan for yourself in terms of how you want to advance, what you'd like to accomplish, what you'd like to get through. It could be a variety of things. It could be other lives that you have undone. It could be like this particular time where the earth is shifting or has the opportunity to shift. And you're here to be part of that experience. Many reasons why people come back. Sometimes it's just to help others. Sometimes it's to have a family. Sometimes it's to overcome a physical challenge that you may have had in another life. But the point is, is we're here to experience until we've mastered every dimension. I want you to think again, like when we were to infinity, we're in a 3D world. Okay, so 3D world is just a step above, you know, mineral and animal. Okay, and then you've got, you got humans, okay? So we're not really very far along the evolutionary path. Now, there are beings that do come here that are avatars to come to teach and demonstrate what liberation actually looks like. Okay, so there's many people like that, that that choose to come into different dimensions to be a teacher to those people. I mean, we can look at Babaji, for example, who's an immortal being. We can look at Ama, who's, who's a pretty universal being of love. And, and many others that have come at different times to show people what's possible. But as you know, it's a personal journey to get there, to really be free. I mean, we can even talk about just the level of our thoughts and the purification of our thoughts, that that's a level of liberation we have to achieve too, where we're not, where we're not in, in a duality consciousness, for example. Okay. Does that make sense to you, Shirley? Yes, it does. It really extended that. Thank you. All right. You have a question? Okay. Uh, let's have a quick look at what we had lined up. Um, can you give us an idea of the state of the world? All right. Let's just cover the memory again. Okay. I'm seeing a lot of red light, which always indicates um, volatility in different parts of the world. So we're still in fire energy. That's how it would term that, okay? Volatile. So we're still in a state of unrest and chaos where we don't know how to um, communicate and talk to each other. Uh, I think, I do believe that a lot of um, power structures that have not been so benevolent are crumbling, which is a good thing. But we have a ways to go because not only are we, because we're going to see a lot more upheaval as we're in this process. So we're, it looks like we're still in a state of volatility and conflict. That's just briefly in a nutshell, okay? Okay. Okay. Next question. Marie's turned. Oh, Marie's, yes. Go ahead, Marie. Okay. 
I was also wondering, this kind of goes to the state of the world, but is there another financial system, you know, that that's an honest one? Is And I've heard of this. It's called the quantum financial system. Is that set up to take the place whatever the one we're using now is over and done with when that all goes away? Interestingly, though, when I look at the financial system, I, our current financial system, I don't see a crash. I see it just kind of lingering on as it, as it is now, slowly just plodding along. There'll be lots of speculation, lots of rumors about it, but we don't actually change a financial system for about 10 years when we are globally more unified. Okay, um, what is the source's answer for spontaneous healing? I mean, what is it? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like if there's a is if there's a answer to it or a secret to it or anything. Well, source is saying that spontaneous healing is when you know 100% that you're a being of love and that there's nothing else other than that. For that to happen, you really have to know that any other form of illness isn't really, in. it's not really true because the only thing that's true is that you're a being of love. So you have to like 100% know that you and everybody else who may be involved is only made of love and composed of love and love is a perfect system. It's almost like saying, you know, you have to know that you're in a state of innocence mm -hmm. and everybody's innocent no matter what we've been taught. And you have to be able to believe that about yourself and everybody else, that you're pure and you're innocent and you're a being of love and that being is perfect. Terry? Do you have a question? Yes. Um, what is going on with people being born female and then saying that they are actually male and vice versa? And a lot of them getting their bodies altered um, just to match what they say that they are. What is that all about? Yeah, hang on just a second. Well, what Source is saying is that it's actually, I got to word my, choose my words carefully because I don't quite know how to explain it. It's actually a form of bleed through. Really, it's just a distortion. Because we have both sexes within us and we don't need to express them physically in order to grow spiritually. Do you think, Angie Rose, that that, that same uh, bleed through that you talked about, could that be a condition of this moving dimensions or this kind of change that's taking place? No, that, I don't think so. It's not part and parcel of the same thing. Okay. No, I think it's an identity confusion based on 
a bunch of things. Okay. Genetics plus their own soul issues. Okay. The only thing, how that relates, the only reason that relates is because we're in a time of purification where all these things need to be resolved. So you could say it's come up for healing, but the way it's being received and expressed is not really the answer. Right. Yeah. So is it the case that these people need love as a resolution or need for, to forgive their own ancestral line or what would be a, a way that well the source is saying they need to go within so it's it's like but how can you tell a child that for example right. or you know that they need to go in and, and learn about who they are inside okay or what issues they may still have unresolved from other lifetimes that they're carrying through with them so I don't know how you could do that, but the answer is not really to go change your sexuality physically because you, you come in with the perfect gender. Your soul makes a plan before it comes in, right? It comes in as a specific male or female because that's that's the best form for what it has to do. Okay, so it looks like there's a confusion of identity in the in the forming, you know, but still, we have to remember that in, in Source's version of things, there's no judgment. So on one hand, Source will say, well, let them play it out, you know? Mm -hmm. Let them go make these changes and play it out and see. So Course doesn't have any judgment about it. It basically just says, let them have at it and see where they end up. Okay. 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 All right. Our next question is about Elon Musk and particularly Mars. This is a Hanu's question. Okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> uh, is it likely that we would see the colonization of Mars in our lifetime? And uh, I'd like to know in general all about it. Like, are we are we meant to be a space touring race, for example? Is it wise for us to be looking to go to planets like that in the first place? And then will it be a reality in our lifetime? Well, Source, the answer to your first question, Source says, sure, why not? Why not explore the, the reaches of the universe if you can, okay? First of all, doesn't have any problem with that. I don't think we'll colonize Mars in our lifetime, not yours and mine anyway, considering that I'm almost 70 and you're 65. 25. 65, <laughs> okay. Um, I think it will be possible in the future they may start it while we're still alive we may see a little small little thing you know built up on mars and you will see elon musk being able to make rockets that go that far okay so that part will be accomplished and airplanes are going to change too they're always going to become like rockets themselves so that's something to that we will see in our lifetime you know, we've done this before where we've been to other planets and spent time on other planets. Only one would hope that we'd be a little bit wiser, but part of Elon Musk's motivation is he feels we're destroying Earth. So he feels we need to we need to establish another place to go. Okay, because he doesn't want the destruction of humanity. Okay, but in terms of exploring other planets and 
living on the source says have at it, have a ball with it, you know, because it's a vast universe and we're only still just talking about our solar system. Right. Okay. All right, Shirley Janine, do you have another question? Yes, I do. What physical beings are living in the earth here now? Well, who says they're physical, Shirley? <laughs> well, I know some are, and then some aren't. So okay. you go so, for it. Well, we still have old Atlanteans there. We have old Egyptians there. Okay, we have Pleiadians there. We have Greys that are still there. So various ET races are still there. Specifically under the Grand Canyon, there's a lot of them. And they've actually created huge cities underground. Okay, where they're very happy not to ever have to come up to the surface. There's aquatic beings that are there as well that live there. But when I say that there's old Atlanteans, it looks like there's, you know, obviously beings that have learned to live many hundreds of years. But they were that way in Atlantis. Um, Pleiadians have come and gone from there all this time. Still a lot of grays there, though, I see. And I think when people are abducted, that's where they take them. I don't think they take them in underground. You do have some immortal beings that live there, but not very many. You know, we want to go to the Mayan civilization. There's some of those people under there as well. And remember when we were up in New Mexico, Ohana, uh, the Hathors. Oh, yeah. There were some Hathors that were had actually been trapped underground. That's right. Remember? They couldn't get off the planet in time. Yeah. There was cataclysms. That's right. And they were actually planning some kind of a triangulation on the Earth that would give them a mechanism to get off the Earth. Yeah, there were some Hathors from outside the Earth that were coming back to try to, to help them save their rescue their people. Their ones that were trapped underground. That's right. Okay, so we have that happening as well. Mm. You know, the Egyptian people that I'm seeing, in a way, they look kind of inter interdimensionally caught as opposed to physical beings there. And why I say that is because they had their belief system to go to the underworld first before they got out, remember? Some of their belief systems. And I think some were caught actually in the in inner earth or underground and never made it out. Okay, so there's there's that happening there. There's lots of stuff happening there, actually. Okay. I, I do want to try and fit everybody in because this is likely to be the last round within our time period. So, do you have another question, Marie? I'm wondering, are those people that are in the inner Earth, are they going to come up here and help us with the whole evolutionary 
stuff and making it through like the next couple of years. I don't see that, Marie. Mm. Okay. I think they're they're where they are and they seem to be civilizations in and of themselves. And I don't see them having any desire to come to the surface. Been there, done that. We've been through cataclysms. We don't want to go up and, you know, expose ourselves to another one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Diane, do you have any more? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to ask. How come we are playing this hide and seek game with knowledge? Mm. Good question. Well, of course, Source is going to answer it the way Source answers everything, and that you have access to all knowledge within yourself. Okay, like it's not really up to anybody externally to give us knowledge. That the whole journey of ourselves, as we mentioned before, access knowledge of the universe. And, you know, one time we did a Akashic Record group on the brain, and we were going to go in and ask the brain. We're going to check out different lobes of the brain and see what they do. And what, what the brain said was it didn't want to be divided into parts, that it was a transmitter and receiver of information. And Source told us there actually is no limit to what our brain can receive. So the, the only limit, I would say, if there is one, is that we're, we're not, we don't focus on it. We don't, we don't practice that, you know, receiving knowledge from source. So if you look at, if you look toward outside authorities to give us knowledge, that's not the place to look, is what source is saying. So it's not hidden from us. We just don't go within to find it. But it's all within us. Yeah, that's a great question, Diane. And it has come up for us in our groups many times. Questions like, what is gravity, for example? And there's nobody on Earth seems to have the answer to that question. And we asked it in the Akashic Records one time. And because Angel Rose was in that place, she said that, Gravity is collective karma, and that's what keeps us bound to the earth. It's almost like a, a force that keeps us bound to the earth. And when you hear answers of that magnitude, it's like you feel you already knew that, or I should have known that, or that makes sense, or wow, that's so obvious. But there's something about us that, that contains us, and prevents us from grasping bigger concepts about our universe. And, and I think we're at that time now where we're willing and able to, and brave enough, I think, to ask those kinds of questions and to be open enough to receive the answers too. Okay, good one. Um, go ahead, Terry. Okay. So um, do you, can you tell me what is going on with the whales and the dolphins beaching themselves um, on the shores in New Jersey right now? Well, on a, 
on the physical level, it feels they're being poisoned in some way. And I feel that could be from um, some type of runoff from industries or factories. But there's poisons in the water that have now penetrated their food systems. Okay, but also, let me answer it on a bigger picture too, because Source had told us a few years back not to be surprised if the dolphins and whales leave the planet, especially with whales that we have to consider they've been here for millions of years. And in terms of evolution, they're ready to become a new species of some type. So it would told us not to be upset if they leave, that they're in the evolutionary game as well. And they would like to change their forms. Okay, but I think on a 3D level, I think there's there's something that's poisoning the water. And also the temperature seems to be too warm. Okay. Francis, do you have a question? And this will be our final round. I've got one okay. more after. Okay, um, all these missing people in the state and national parks, um, if they're abducted, who is abducting them? I think some of them are stolen, okay, mm -hmm. to be used in sex trafficking. Mm. Okay, so I think very few are abducted in that way. It looks like it's more sinister than that, unfortunately, mm -hmm. that they're, they're being stolen by not-so-nice people. So they must, um, these people must be lurking or hiding to do this. Yeah. In fact, there was just a, I don't know if you saw the news about this 13-year-old boy who just, oh, he, him and his sister were outside and his sister was younger than him. And they saw a man come out of the woods and grab the, the child, you know, cover her mouth with his hand and try to pull her off into the woods. And he took the guy down with his oh. slingshot with a, with a marble and a stone. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know about what a little hero he was. But that's an example of somebody who was in the woods, mm -hmm. in the woods, came out, and his intention was to kidnap the child. Yeah, but there's a lot of stories that are, you know, inexplicable because where the person was, they were found so many miles in miles away some sure. some were not uh uh found alive some were found dead uh but but the story behind it is so strange i was kind of wondering about that yeah well if you consider that there's many underground tunnels and systems Mm -hmm. under the earth that lead all over the earth mm -hmm. that also are holding, um, you know, sex slave, sex trafficking wow. places um, that go all through the earth. I mean, it's possible to move children very far away or, you know, satanic purposes and murder them. You know, that's not unusual either. They're just nuts. I mean, as we've seen with all the mass shootings, people are yeah. crazy, you know, so anyway, that's that's what's how source is answering me. Okay. That they're most conducted by humans and not ETs. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you. Does anybody have one final question 
before we go into a summary. You said you had one more. No, I, 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 I'm done. I, like I mentioned earlier about uh, source collapsing the questions, the questions that I had, it collapsed them, already answered them. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. Okay, so I have a summary of what we have covered here today. The first question was about reptilians in the, and the fifth dimension. So these are uh, the statements, the, the summary ar around that. There are thousands of dimensions, not just five. So relatively speaking, we are yet low. It gets more loving the higher in dimensional frequency we go. We are floating in and out of the fifth dimension right now and many people are experiencing it and perceiving it. All life is conscious, irrespective of if it's a cell or a complex of cells. At the level of source, abortion, or indeed any death, does not exist. There is no time for a soul to enter the fetus. A soul- when it's born, up until it's born. Yeah, there's no fixed time. That's, yeah. A soul oversees its own physical creation. We would never consider abortion if we were at the level of loving all creation. Many are afraid to go to the light because they're afraid of God's judgment. We keep coming back to earth to experience all dimensions and all levels of creation. Everyone is on an evolutionary journey of advancement to experience until we master ourselves and all dimensions. And with regard to the questions about the world, there's a lot of red light in the world indicating conflict, volatility and power struggles. The quantum financial system is still many years away until we are more globally unified. Spontaneous healing is when you know 100% you are a being of love. No forms of illness are true because we are composed of love and love is a perfect system. We don't need to express gender physically in order to grow spiritually. Our born gender is the best form for what our soul needs to do. Source says, why not explore the far reaches of the universe? In the near future, the airplanes become more like rockets. Old Atlanteans, Pleiadians, Athors, and Greys have created cities underground. Many subterranean beings live many hundreds of years. Abductees are taken underground, not to an alien solar system. It is unlikely inner earth people will come to the surface to help us. We have access to all knowledge within ourselves. Whales and dolphins are beaching because physically they're being poisoned by pollution. Whales and dolphins are ready to evolve and not to be upset if they leave the planet. 
children are being abducted and are being stolen for sex trafficking and satanic rituals. And that does bring us to the end of our session today. No, Thank you. Very grateful. Very grateful. Thank you for today. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Spend time with you. That was fun. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at wordofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.